Steve. For those who don't know me, I'm a two of us here this morning in our continuing series. And if you have a smartphone or a, uh, a Bible, feel free to take that out. And by the way, if you don't have any of that, um, it's going to be on the screen there for you. We welcome all those who are participating online this morning, wherever you may be uh, tuning in from. We do welcome you here this morning. But encouragement is the topic this morning. We all need encouragement, don't we? We all need it, including that world-class athlete who continues to go for that goal or for that gold. That world-class athlete needs that, including that entrepreneur who's kind of deciding whether or not she'll, she'll release her idea to the world or not. She needs encouragement. <laughs> what about parents, about young parents? Young parents need encouragement, don't they? <laughs> Especially those with children who cry all night and which seems like endless nappy changes, our pa young parents need encouragement. I don't know if you've ever noticed, if you've watched a movie, in fact, I would say that almost every good movie <laughs> and every storyline of a good movie revolves around a character who is fighting for some sort of, fighting some sort of big challenge. You think of some of the big movies. And the big point in the movie is when the character is almost done or dead, that they finally realize that quitting is not an option. Let's go to the first picture. Who remembers this? Yeah? yeah what's his name? Rocky. Rocky. Fantastic. He says, it ain't about how hard you hit, it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Rocky. How many movies, by the way, in the Rocky series? It's about a hundred and... Uh, it seemed like that, didn't it? <laughs> There's eight, I think. There's eight. There's eight. Let's go to the next slide, if we could. Anyone know this movie? The movie is called... And the character is called... Dory. And Dory says, just keep... Just keep... Just keep... She says, just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. She's not going to give up. Just keep swimming. Let's go to the next slide, please. Who remembers this movie? Oh, this is a tricky one. Hey, Wilson. Wilson. This is a movie called Castaway. Castaway. Anyone seen the movie Castaway? Castaway, great movie starring Tom Hanks. I think it's in this particular scene where he's in the cave. He says that I know what I have to do now. I have to keep breathing because tomorrow the sun will rise. Yeah? Remember that line? Let's go to the final one, another Tom Hanks one. <laughs> Isn't that a great movie? Oh, fantastic. Anyway, uh, this, this particular uh, picture that we're referring to where he starts off as a young boy and he's, he's invited to run, yeah? To run, what, do, what, are, what does she say? She says, run, Forrest, run. That's right. Run, Forrest, run. <laughs> Don't give up. Keep going. Be encouraged by what's happening, what you are doing. Be encouraged. And as I read through Scripture, not about you, as I read through Scripture, it's clear to me as we look at the life of Jesus that he was a master, wasn't he, at adding value to people's lives. Whether it was the tax collectors, the lepers, his mother, women, uh, the thief upon the cross, the disciples, in every interaction that I observed, that Jesus was encouraging, yes, challenging at times, 
But Jesus was encouraging people. He wanted to help people become all that they had been created to be. Today is part six of our series. And if you haven't been here the last couple of weeks or whatever, feel free to get online and catch up with some of the great messages that have been coming. This is part six of our series, Everybody Always. And uh, we're talking about the word encourage, encouragement. I just thought we'd just press pause right now to pray for our brothers and sisters in New Zealand. You pray. In your heart of hearts, you pray. So God, you hear the cries of our hearts. You hear our prayers in this moment for our brothers and our sisters. And we want to be encouraging them in our prayers here, gathered together this morning. We lift that country before you. We lift the people. We lift those who are affected, uh, knowing that you could be their peace. You could be their healer in this time of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Part six, encourage everybody always. And the reason for this particular subject is we live in a chronically, don't we? We live in a chronically negative world. All around us, there is so much discouragement. And it starts very early in life when we're sent off to school or we send them off to school and all of a sudden we're not picked for the team. We're the last ones standing there. You know how you pick the team? We're the last ones. Was I the only one? We're the last last ones standing there or we're not in the cool group, or we don't get the results, and we feel a little bit left out, and we're not good enough, we feel average, we feel different, we feel alone. It starts, discouragement starts at a very young age. Can I just press pause there for a moment and say that's life? Yes, we are to to give sympathy for our children, but that's life. We are to give tools for them to cope, in life, but we have to build strength and resilience into our children to cope with these kind of things. Let me just press pause here just for a moment if I could. Hang in there for a moment, hang in there for a moment, which brings me to this slide. Is it up? Resilient Kids Conference, this Saturday coming, we have Australia's best, Australia's best experts, the top experts on issues affecting children and teenagers Here in this building, I still can't believe we've got it. So I want to speak just for a moment to the parents, to grandparents, to aunties, to uncles, to singles, to educators, to chaplains, to foster parents, to youth leaders, to kids leaders, that this will be the greatest, one of the greatest investments you will make. Karen and I, we've booked in, we will be sitting here amongst over 500 people who will learn from these experts in how to build resilience into children. That's this Saturday coming, $79. Uh, It will be a a wonderful investment uh, into uh, our children, our teenagers, and into the world in which we live. So, children, you grow up, you set out, and all of a sudden you're facing discouragement. Then you grow up a little bit, and you enter the life of a teenager. (sighs) I got two of them at the moment. (laughs) 
And uh, I was a youth leader for nearly a decade of teenagers, and it's different when you've got your own. <laughs> and, and of course, our teenagers are growing up in the social media world, right? And it's an incredibly uh, privilege, but also difficult world because sometimes you post a selfie and you don't get you don't get nearly as many likes as your friend's picture got. And in fact, they've got twice the amount of followers that you have, or friends that you have. You see, in my day, you just had to feel like you weren't as popular, but today there's hard data proving that you're not. <laughs> it's discouraging from a child to a teenager, then you grow up even more, you become an adult, you get into a big, wide, big wide world and you get a job and you submit your proposal or your project or your idea to your boss and he doesn't agree, she doesn't agree, <laughs> your idea wasn't that good after all and you're an adult and all of a sudden you're discouraged and so you come home and your spouse and your children pick on you, that would never happen in my family, you're discouraged. You get that new pair of jeans, that new pair that you just love, and somebody asks you, is that a new pair of jeans? And you say, yes, and there's no reply from that person. <laughs> I love these jeans. I don't even like these jeans, and I'm so I'm discouraged. You go onto social media and become jealous because see, you see your friends who are on holidays again and again. You see them at the restaurant, and what are they? They're eating, they're eating seafood while you're at home eating a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> or sometimes when you see on social media that party that you weren't invited to. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it, as we go throughout the course of life and that's, that, that sense of discouragement, kind of we experience so many different voices of discouragement. You see, in a world filled with negativity, we're going to be people who encourage everybody always to build others up in a world that is constantly tearing people down. I believe the Word, I believe God's Word teaches us to encourage. What does the word encourage mean, by the way? It may mean something like this. It means to fill another with courage or strength of purpose. With courage or strength of purpose. It's the raising of one's confidence. And so because of that, I believe one of the most spiritual things that you and I can do is to be an encourager, to build others up, to encourage. And here's why. You see, when you encourage someone, you're actually breathing courage and confidence into them. We're actually filling somebody's life up in a world that brings them down. We're filling them with courage and confidence. We're filling them with hope. Let's go to the next slide, please. What's this? Picture of a balloon. Has anyone been hot air balloon riding before? Okay, nice hands, nice and high. We've got a few people amongst us. Anyone keen to go hot air balloon? Yeah, we've got a few. Bit of a fantastic, the, the bucket list and things like that. Yeah. Got to be careful of these kind of things these days. But anyway, let's go to, let me go to this illustration. It's this. When you take, yeah, let's pick this up. When you take a hot air balloon, what you've got to do, I found in my research, that you've got to fire up the tanks. 
You've got to get that flame burning hot. And this particular, this flame that we see here pushes warm air into the balloon and it fills it up and it expands it. What happens is this, that that warm air inside the balloon reacts to the cooler climate around it. So when, that, when the anchor is cut, the balloon begins to rise. All because, you probably learned that on a curiosity show, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All because of the warm air that was blown into it. My question to us here this morning is this. How are you helping to fill up everybody always? Are you helping fill up everybody? Or are you joining in with the noise and the sound of the world that's trying to crush? I think the first thing we've got to understand is this is that we serve, or our God, is an encouraging God. And I think we can build from here. If we understand that our God is an encouraging... I'll, I'll support it scripturally, by the way. Because if, we, if our role is to reflect the character, the nature of God, we need to understand that our God is an encouraging God. Here it is. Paul writes to the church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5 to 6. I love these words. He says this. When we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. Parents, how are we going, all right? <laughs> there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. With battles on the outside and fear on the inside, which describes maybe for some of us here this morning, you've arrived and that's what you're feeling. There's battles, there's conflicts going on the outside and there's fear on the inside. And I love this. When you see that negative, what Paul is describing here, and all of a sudden he flows into a positive, he brings in but God, but God, but God. Where there's battles on the outside and fear on the inside, but God. Everyone say, but God, but God, but God who encourages those who are, what? Who are discouraged. God encourages those who are discouraged encouraged us, Paul says, by the arrival of Titus, of title, Titus. This is an encouragement for some of us here this morning, because here's the deal. If you've walked in here this morning and you are discouraged in some way or another, you may, may be hurting this morning, there may be challenges at home, maybe challenges in the workplace or financial issues or health, whatever it might be, that there is conflict on the outside and that there is fear on the inside, here is your but God kind of moment. Your but kind of mo but God kind of moment is that we have a God who loves to encourage those who are discouraged. How did God in this moment encourage Paul? By the arrival of another godly man. Paul needed this in this moment of time by the arrival of Titus. And the great news is, for, for, for those of us who follow Jesus, is this. The great news is, what others see as coincidences, we see as God-incidences. That we have a God who loves to encourage those who are discouraged. So when you have eyes to see, and ears to hear, and a heart to receive the spiritual things in life, God sends someone or something, and it's maybe sometimes very, very small, because he encourages those who are discouraged. 
And that's why I want us to, to be encouraged here this morning, to, to be an encourager. Because a simple message of encouragement can actually turn around and change a life. Even something that's not a big deal to you can be incredibly Uh, can be an incredibly big deal to someone else as they receive it as a gift of encouragement from heaven. Think about that for a moment. From heaven. Heaven has invaded your world. Even something, even something as small as remembering somebody's name. Throughout this series, you may have heard a saying, it's simple, but it's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. And sometimes it's small, but gee, it's significant. If you have eyes to see and you have ears to hear, you will receive encouragement from God. You may be driving along sometime. All of a sudden, that song pops up and it speaks into your situation and it encourages you. It lifts you in that moment, that song. Maybe you're reading a book and all of a sudden there's a line that pops up or you're reading the Bible, you're you're 20 minutes in the chair, your daily hope, 20 minutes in the chair, and all of a sudden what's being said to you by one person is being said in your daily hope, whatever it might be. It's, it's, It's significant, it's small, but it's significant. Someone texts you, they don't really know what you're going through, but they say, I'm praying for you, believe in you, just want to encourage you. That is your but God kind of moment, the same moment that Paul experienced from the arrival of Titus. You see, when there's trouble on the outside and that there's fear on the inside, we serve a God who encourages those who are discouraged. Some of you are still trying to get this. We serve a God who encourages those who are discouraged. Do you believe that this morning? Therefore, I believe one of the most spiritual things that you and I can do is to be a voice of encouragement in a world full of discouragement and also hurtful voices. So the first thing this morning, I want to encourage you to do, I've got three points, and it's the first point is this, that I want us to encourage others daily. I want us to encourage others daily. Why? Because the voices, the voices of discouragement are so real and so constant. You know, sometimes you're, you're doing life and somebody says that negative thing that you kind of, you've taken maybe personally where it didn't leave you feeling, you know, um, good. And they've spoken that thing over your life where maybe you feel that you can't afford a certain thing and that makes you feel inadequate. It's that sense of discouragement, that own internal dialogue that you have. It can be haunting can bring about discouragement. You're slower than everybody else. You're not earning a squillion dollars. You're not smart. You're not a good parent. You're not providing for your family. You're still single. It can be discouraging. And that's why the writer of Hebrews said in chapter 3, verse 13, he says, but encourage one another, what? Daily. But encourage one another daily. As long as it is called today, as long as it is called today, today. Why? So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness every single day. We need to be that tool ready in God's hands as that in voice of encouragement. Here's a little rule that I have, is if I think of something good, I'm going to say it. 
If I think of something good, I'm going to text it. If I think of something good, I'm going to message it. I never want to rob somebody of that blessing. Anytime you think of something good about somebody else, turn it. Can I encourage you to to turn that into a gift for somebody else? You just never know. In fact, we do know that all of us are going through something in our lives, no matter the time of day or time of year. And that's why connect groups are so important. That's why we encourage us to connect in that way. Because we get to uh, together consistently to encourage one another in the things of God. Here's where I become a little vulnerable just for a moment. I want to get out of here. But I just want to go there for a moment. I, I want you to know I'm no exception to a person who is incredibly vulnerable to discouragement. Now you might think, you might think, that I'm always confident. You might think that I'm confident in, in speaking this way or, um, or, or leading as I've been doing. Um, it kind of comes naturally, you might think. And in some ways, yeah, it does. It does. But I want you to know that I have to work extremely hard at this, just like you do in your life. But I can also become just like you, because believe it or not, I'm human, just like you, that I can also become very discouraged. Mondays and Tuesdays for me after speaking twice are my, are my most vulnerable time. Particularly Mondays where uh, for those who, have sp- who speak here would know what I'm talking about. That emotional drain, that spiritual drain of pouring yourself out. And that's why we put conferences on called Resilient Kids because over the years I've built resilience. I've built resilience into my life to be able to cope with what I've just shared with you. And some of you are still adults, sorry, grown into adults, and there's no resilience. Every little hurt that comes past you, you still live in that hurt. You just keep it because there's no resilience. You have not built up resilience. This is one of the ways I've built up resilience. Remember this, Craig? Craig, Wayne, back in the days, over 20 years ago, we were each given a green folder to put our encouragement in. This is 21 years of my ministry when I started as a young minister. This is 21 years worth of encouragement. Some of your encouragement is in this, by the way. Some of it's not. (laughs) Just joking. But I've got cards and and letters and and creative, like little, you know, colourful. Look at this. I mean, I've got pictures. I've got pictures in here of encouragement of people who have drawn, I've got bookmarks, I've got, you know, all kinds of stuff here. I've got, anyway. So that is one of the ways I've helped. I've had to build up resilience. As I, I, I refer back, I still, 21 years later, I still refer back to this green folder of encouragement. And so how are you building resilience in your life of encouragement? Because God wants to use you. Yeah? He wants to use you in the way to encourage others daily. Why? So we're not hardened by sin's deceitfulness. The writer in Hebrews says in chapter 10, he says, let us think of ways, I like that, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of what? Love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together through church and connect groups and things like that, accountability, as some people do. But, but, I love that, but encourage one another, especially now, that the day of his return is drawing near. My question to you as we move on to the second point before we go, before we go is this. Who can you breathe courage and confidence in, not tomorrow, but today? Who is it for you? 
Who needs to hear that they are fearfully and wonderfully made? Bosses, who is it in your workplace you need to speak life and add value to? Once again, it's simple, but it's not easy. That's why it takes courage to speak life. So that's the first thing. We're going to encourage others daily. But we're not just going to stay, stay there. We're going to take it up a notch. We're going to encourage others spiritually. Yes, when somebody gets good marks at school, we're going to encourage them. Yes, when somebody gets the promotion, we're going to encourage them. When somebody renovates their house, we're going to encourage them. Even when someone gets a bad haircut, we're going to encourage them. Because they've got six weeks to live through that bad haircut. And we're going to encourage them. <laughs> we're going to encourage them. Where was I? But we're not, going to let it, we're not going to let it end there. We're not going to let it end there. We're going to take it up a notch. We're going to ha- allow God's Spirit to come in to help transform what is encouragement into spiritual encouragement where appropriate, of course. Paul wrote to the church in Rome. He said, this one of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you. For I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith. Here's another but. (laughs) But I also want to be encouraged by yours. I want to encourage you. I want to build you spiritually, and I want to be built by you spiritually. How we take these levels of uh, encouragement up a notch, maybe it could sound something like this. The way in which you love your wife, is that it inspires me. The way in which you serve God, it seems to be the way God has created you to be. You encourage people spiritually. When I see you worshipping, it encourages me, it stirs me. When you invite people along to church, you're a great inviter. It inspires me to dig, dig in a little bit deeper. Congratulations, by the way, on the promotion. God has gifted you with so much, but it seems like He's going to bless you with so much more because you've been faithful. We're understanding? Yeah, that kind of idea. It's simple, but it's not easy. That's why it takes courage. It's simple, but it's not easy. You're taking something that's, in fact, quite normal, and you're bringing that God element to it. You You are encouraging them spiritually. To build spiritually but also to be built spiritually, Paul says. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to encourage others daily. Why? Because Satan discourages us again and again. Our own thoughts as well go throughout. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to encourage others spiritually. We're going to strengthen one another in the Lord to build them up spiritually. The third and final thing we're going to do is we're going to encourage, wait for it, this is going to sound maybe a little bit of a surprise to you. I'm going to encourage you to encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. I think one of the most powerful examples of this we find in 1 Samuel chapter 30 verse 6 and the context well it's pretty easy, it's David and and the scripture says David was greatly distressed. Think about how your day is going compared to David's right now. It goes on, he was greatly distressed why? For the people spake of stoning him. 
<laughs> this is KJ, KJV, by the way. Because the soul of the, all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He needed it that particular time in his life. He knew what was about to come. He knew what people were ganging up on him to do. When trouble is on the outside, when fear is on the inside, and you're about to be stoned, David encourages himself in the Lord. And whenever those voices of discouragement tear you down, You've got, to speak it, you've got to speak the truth into being over your life. No, I encourage myself in the Lord my God. When there's trouble on the outside, when there's fear on the inside, I'm reminded that my God encourages those who are discouraged. I'm reminded that my God um, supplies all my needs according to His riches and glories in and through Christ Jesus. I'm reminded that my God is for me, and if my God is for me, who can be against me? I'm reminded that my God says that I can. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'm reminded that my God, He calls me an overcomer. I'm reminded that my God says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm reminded that my God works all together, all things together for good for those who love the Lord. I'm reminded that my God says that all things are possible. We're encouraging ourselves in the Lord. Or as Dory says, we just keep swimming. We just keep swimming. The message this morning is brought to you by Finding Nemo. <laughs> I'm just joking. Some of you took that serious. I'm not joking. You know, another way, just very quickly as we stand and sing our final song, just in a moment. Another way I'm finding encouragement of, of building myself in the Lord, and I just did this over the weekend, and I reflected on some, some songs from many years ago, and it was just a great encouragement. Um, another way I find encouragement is through journaling. I know it's not for everyone, it's not one size fits all, but one thing that I love doing in my journaling is, is an advancement of what is yet to come. And so each year I write down things that I'm believing for, uh, miracles that I'm expecting that God would, I prayerfully, in the next 12 months, that He would answer. And I write this down in expectation. And I look back in 12 months to come. And I believe that God would answer that. I encourage myself in the Lord. And I lift those prayer points before Him as I write them down, as I look back in 12 months time on encouraging myself in the Lord. Once again, maybe for you today, you've walked in with a heavy heart and those voices of discouragement are strong and saying in your life that you're not going to make it. That your health is pretty bad at the moment and in fact, it's going to get even worse. Maybe you're not smart enough. You're always going to struggle financially and you're never going to have a good marriage. Those kind of things, those voices that you hear... It, it, the list can kind of go on and on and on. You see, when there's trouble on the outside and when there's fear on the inside, what is it you do? Here is what you do. You embrace the truth. What's the truth? We serve a God who encourages those who are discouraged. And as God encourages you, however He chooses to encourage you, you become the gift to the world. How do you become that gift to the world? Well, that's where you encourage others daily. That's where you encourage others spiritually. You take it up a level. And that's where you encourage yourself 
in the Lord. You encourage everybody always, or as Dory said, just keep swimming in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Let me pray. Let me pray. Because I'd like to spend a couple of moments in prayer for three groups of people here this morning. The first group of people I'd love to pray is all heads are bowed and all eyes are closed. Let's just have a, a holy moment. We're not going to rush anything here as the, the team. And we might just dim the lights just a little bit. As we reflect on encouragement or discouragement, we allow the Holy Spirit to touch those areas, those sensitivities in our lives right now. Remember, one of the most spiritual things you can do in this fragile and uncertain and negative world is to be that voice of encouragement. And no, you may not have the spiritual gift of encouragement, but you can build others up and you can become better at it. And so if that's you here this morning, just in response that you, you, know, you want to be better at it, you know you're withholding that encouragement from people. You know you can be better at it. So, so if that's for you, all heads are bowed and all eyes are closed. Just raise your hand to heaven. Say, yes, I want to be better. I want to be a better encourager. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to be a better encourager. I know I've got, I've got something in my life that I can speak better other people's lives. Thank you for those people who put their hands up. I want to pray specifically for you this morning. I'm going to get two groups of people in just in a moment. But for that group... I just want you to think about who is it right now? For this first group of people, who can you encourage? Who can you feel with courage and with confidence? In the workplace, neighborhood, school. And as you speak courage and confidence into that person or people's lives, it's just like that hot air balloon being filled with that flame. People were not meant to stay on the ground, as a metaphor, if you get what I mean. <laughs> People were meant to fly. People were meant to soar in life. And our church and our community is at its best when we are lifting each other up, helping each other rise, encouraging one another. Would you help these people, Heavenly Father, I pray. As, 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 as lives have come to their mind, would you help them encourage others? The next group of people I'd love to just include just in a quick little prayer is those who have come in this morning and, and you're discouraged. There's that sense of deep discouragement for whatever reason it is. And you know that you need to step into the future and move on. Whatever it is, if that's you, would you just quickly raise your hand to heaven? I'd love to include you just in a little prayer this morning. Thank you. You may be the only one. No, there's others. One, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hands. Is there anyone else? Just discouraged this morning. We as a church would love to. Thank you. Thank you. I'd love to include you in this prayer. Just, just. Is there anyone else? That sense of discouragement. And it may take more than just this prayer. But I'd love to pray. Heavenly Father, just in this moment as we're praying for our church community, some are, some are really hurting in this moment. And so my prayer is that the power of your work and the reality of your presence would be an encouragement to them in this moment. That they would have the faith to encourage themselves and what that means for them in the Lord their God 
Heavenly Father, we're grateful for who you are. We're so encouraged by your love. We're encouraged by your grace. We're encouraged by your goodness. And often we forget that, that you are love, that you are good. Help us to encourage everybody always. The third group of people this morning I'd like to pray for as all heads are bowed and all eyes are closed. Are for those people who, who don't necessarily have a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, our Heavenly Father. And this will be one of the most important decisions you will ever make. The Bible teaches us that those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And so just in this next few moments, I'm going to encourage you to lay your life down. It's not going to get weird. I'm just going to pray for you. To lay your life down once and for all. You've tried it your way. You've tried a number of ways, but now maybe you're going to try it God's way. Where you're saying, I need forgiveness in my life to move forward. I'm going to surrender my life to the kingship and the lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to make a step of faith this morning and I'm going to give my life to him once and for all. That I surrender to him. I am no longer mine. And so if that's you here this morning, would you just quickly just raise your hand up and just say, yeah, I want you to pray this prayer over me this morning. If that's you, thank you. I see your hand. I'd love to pray for you this morning. I think there's another one over here. I'd love to pray for you as well. Is there anyone else to, to receive the, the, the grace, the love, and the gift of God this morning? Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Thank you. That's lovely. Is there anyone else to receive the forgiveness, the relationship, and the love? It's not about religion. He did not come back for religion. He did not come to this earth for religion. He came to restore relationship. One with Him and one with the Father. And if that's you here this morning, just quickly raise your hand. If you've already done that, that's okay. Just keep your hand down. Is there anyone else in that that I'm concluding my prayer here this morning? I just need to see your hand. God sees your heart. I see your hand. Fantastic. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, let's pray this prayer in our hearts. Let's pray this prayer in our hearts, just quietly in our hearts. Heavenly Father, today I trust you. I trust you to save me. I trust you to forgive my sins. I trust you to make me new. I trust you to be my Lord. I trust you, Lord, to fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can follow you. Help me to know you, to fall in love with you, to serve you, because as of today, my life is not my own. I surrender to you. I thank you for new life. And now you have mine once and for all. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we encourage those people who lifted their hands this morning? Is that okay? Fantastic going to stand and sing our final song this morning and I just encourage you, in fact, you know, I encourage the prayer team to come and to sing in this final song and um, we'd love to, to pray for you and encourage you in your journey. If you feel led during singing this song to come forward to be prayed for at the end of our service, feel free to do that. If that's you for the first time who put your hand up here this morning, I really encourage you to do that. If that's a bit of a bold kind of move this morning, just simply grab your connect card and say, yeah, I, I connected with God for the first time this morning and we'd love to follow you up in that way. Is that all right? Let's stand up and we're going to sing an encouraging song over our life. Who you say I am? Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? Let's stand and sing.